Welcome to Tech Talk, y'all. Hi, and welcome to episode 163 of Tech Talk, y'all. I'm Adam Walker. And I'm Sanjay Parikh. Listen, we have got a great show for you today. It's a little shorter than usual, so hang tight. You're going to enjoy this. And we have a lot of weird and wacky coming at you, like some really, really weird and wacky coming at you. And of course, Tech Rex at the end. I think I'm blaming uh, Thanksgiving hangover uh, for the shorter episode this week. Yeah, That's did what you I'm did you have too much to eat? Is that what happened? Like you're just you're still full. I will admit I had a good bit of apple pie. This is uh, the annual tradition in our household. We uh, have a homemade apple pie that my wife yeah. makes. That is okay. Excellent. I love apple pie, by the way. Nice. And uh, and so, yeah, I, I had a, a supersized portion of that. What about yourself? Did you have uh, something I, I had excellent? pecan pie instead. Pecan uh, pie. Yeah, that's what I had. I had a big portion of that as well. And it also <laughs> was homemade by one of my kids. As a matter of fact, it was great. Yeah. Uh, so, are yeah, are you had... more of a pecan pie versus an apple pie? Yeah, yeah I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to typically go on the pecan side. Yeah, that's that's how okay. I roll. Yeah, that's the, really the main difference in our personalities, I think, right there. That's the big thing. <laughs> I'm apple, you're pecan. <laughs> there you go. Wait, did, this is the apple and pecan show. I just want to make sure you just said you're apple right (laughs) (laughs) not not that kind of apple okay all right all right right, well listen the actual one you eat let's dig right in we got some great stuff so I'm, i'm excited to get started so microsoft teams takes on zoom with a free all day video calling on the web listen they should have done this a long time ago because i i feel like microsoft teams is kind of is kind of struggling in this department like they and honestly it's a pretty good product so the fact that they're finally just like, hey, it's free for everybody. Just make it your thing. Be on Thanksgiving Day all day long with your family. Like that was a smart move and they should have done it two or three months ago. What do you think? Yeah, well, and and then Zoom fought back by lifting limits on uh, Zoom for Thanksgiving yeah. Day, but really only for the day. And so I, I don't know. I don't think they're taking this threat from Microsoft that seriously. Um, it's an interesting move. And I the one thing that jumped into my mind, though, and we've been talking about this so many times is, is this anti-competitive, right? Are they using, they're using money from other products and divisions to prop up a free product to compete against, uh, you know, a paid product like zoom. And we just talked about how Google did this right with yeah. the Google photos. And then that killed off a lot of photo so, competitors. And now they're like, Oh, now you got to pay. So I guess the question is, is it, is, is it anti-competitive or is it kind of freemium? Like, is there a, is there a path right. for someone to become a paid user of Microsoft Teams. That's what I assume they're trying to do here. Whereas Google, I think, I mean, there was no path. It was just like, here, it's just free. And then we're going to mess up everybody else. So, right. Yeah, exactly. And, and uh, to be honest, Zoom has that same freemium model, right? Yeah. So you can do 40, 40 minute minutes. calls for free. Yeah. Um, this though, it's uh, for Microsoft Teams is up to 300 that can run for a day for free. Yeah, that's pretty insane. Uh, I'm not going to lie. That's, that's a lot. Like you can have a whole um, virtual but- event on Teams just right there. Just d- done. That's crazy. For free. For free. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. But I've, I've heard from some people that they don't like the experience of Teams as as much as they do Zoom. I it's, like it better it, it than a lot of other... So I would I would rate... like I think Zoom is my favorite by far. Of course, we're using Zoom yep. right now to collaborate you know, remotely for this recording. Zoom is my favorite by far. But then I think Teams honestly might be a close second to that. I, I find that Google Hangouts and, and Google Meet tends to be more problematic than Teams. Uh, and then there's... What, what about, have you done any of those go-to meetings? I've done some of the go-to meetings. I've done some too. WebEx. I've done some... Yeah. Uh, I've done I've done BlueJeans. BlueJeans was okay. Uh, but yeah. still, I mean, uh, to me, the top two tend to end up being, you know, Zoom and, and, and Teams. So... Yeah, BlueJeans is... Uh, we've done a few of those too because of uh, of Georgia Tech. 
Um, it's big on colleges. It seems like blue jeans, but um, and theoretically, yeah, it's I've more been secure, doing is what I'm told. Yeah, I guess so. In theory, yeah. <laughs> I mean, part part of it is is uh, go to a service that not so many people use, and it's probably going to be just secure because of that, because nobody's going to try to hack the thing That's that true. doesn't have a lot of people. That's true. I, I don't know if blue jeans doesn't. Have, I'm sure they have a lot of people. Yeah. I'm just saying Still. that that used to be the kind of theory behind Apple using Apple versus a PC yeah, right, because right, right. everybody had a PC yeah. and not as many. And so hackers were not really attacking uh, Apple because your user base is so small. But not now problem, I, right. I don't think that's necessarily yeah, that's true. Yeah. All right, well, uh, next article, prolonged AWS outage takes out, takes down a big chunk of the internet. So I made a note of all of the, the, the really big profile, high profile organizations and websites that were taken down by this. You know, one password was taken down, Acorns, was taken down. That's a big deal. Anchor that publishes this podcast was taken down. I mean, I'm, man, I'm really glad we weren't affected. Coinbase. But then there were a couple on here that I was like, it just made me snicker. Like it listed that Flickr is on here. It was taken down. I'm thinking, wait, is Flickr still That's what a I'm thing? saying. Like, like, so there's like three people in the world that cared that Flickr was down and it deserved a mention in this article. Really? And then it mentioned like the, like this seems hyper-specific, the Philadelphia Inquirer, like, like <laughs> okay. The, 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 uh, all the people in Philadelphia that were trying to read the news yeah, like, that day, they were like, yeah, like, like, like Roku is on this list. Like Roku, like everybody uses Roku. Roku is next like three or four, you know, words down from the Philadelphia Inquirer. That just seems like a really a- odd And the Tampa Bay Times. <laughs> that too, yeah. So I like Washington Post is on here. Like, okay, I get, I get that. that. I get Washington, Washington Post, Post is popular. Right, yeah. Right, Great. but uh, Great. Tampa Bay Times, I, yeah. I, I didn't even like. If you would have asked me, hey, what's the name of the newspaper in Tampa yeah. Bay? I, I'm sorry to our Tampa Bay listeners, but I would have been like, yeah, I, I, I would have said the I Tampa Bay know. Post. You just I, make something up at that point. Yeah, you know, listen, my favorite thing on this list though is that DownDetector.com was down. Like that's that's by far the best. <laughs> like, how do you know if anything's down now? You can't go to Down Detector. I don't know. When when down detector is down, everything's down. <laughs> that's that's just what you know, right? But but the other ones are are um, I Ro- Robot, uh, which is yeah. Roomba. They were down, and we've talked about this a long time ago about these Roombas that they were adding in the ability to map your house, and then they'd send it up to the cloud. They can analyze yeah. it and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. So here's the downside of that: is then your Roomba doesn't work anymore when the internet doesn't work, and. That doesn't make yeah. any sense. I mean, if the internet's down, like how is your refrigerator going to run and your vacuum cleaner going to run? I just don't, I don't understand. So everything just everything shuts, shuts down, down if yeah, the internet's down. down. So, so then how are we going to fight the robots uh, when they come for us? Because the way that we were going to do it is shut down yeah. the internet. But now if we shut down the internet, uh, we're going to run out of food because we can't keep anything cold and we can't clean I mean, ourselves. I, I'm going to go houses. with a revolver. That's what I'm going <laughs> to fight them with <laughs> the a revolver. Yeah. <laughs> We're just going to shoot them. I'm going to flip it around and use it like a club. Like that's actually, yeah. Oh, yeah. I see. I see. I, it's funny. I was just watching Terminator 2 was on TV. And, you know, the, that's the one with the yeah. liquid metal oh, alloy ones. And he shoots them and it, it, the, you know, the bullet just goes through and it yeah. reforms. So the revolver doesn't does help, there help there for you. Something that also doesn't help is possibly Salesforce is an advanced talks to buying Slack technologies. So wah, wah, wah. it might be subsumed in a massive mega corp. Uh, what do you think about this, Adam? Well, you know, there's this other service that I used that was kind of similar to Slack and, and you would do a lot of video calling and it did not even make it into our mentions of video calling earlier. In fact, it was the first service that ever did video calling. It was this thing called Skype and even Oprah 
used this thing <laughs> called Skype. And then Skype, in a major merger, our acquisition was bought by Microsoft. And notice that, again, Skype did not get a mention in our conversations about video calling, even though it was the first major service to have it. So that's what I think. I think that I think that great products, great services, great apps go into big megacorps to die most of the time. And that's, I mean, very possibly what's going to happen here. Now, you know, there is a, a alternate here. We've got a, a hometown startup here, Pardot, which was bought by Exact Target, which was then bought by Salesforce. Fair point. And Pardot, I still see people mentioning people Pardot still as it. a product and a service. It hasn't been rebranded or renamed. It's a well-known name. Um, and people still use it, and it's it's still available, and it seems like it's still being developed actively That's inside true. of the Salesforce Megacorp. So maybe Salesforce won't squash so it with its weight. Maybe Salesforce knows how to handle acquisitions of small and innovative technologies better than, say, Microsoft does. Maybe yeah. that's the case. And, and, and that is a different skill set for sure of being able to acquire and manage uh, thoughtfully uh, these acquisitions that the corporation makes. Not yeah. all corporations are good at that, right. um, which really says not all groups of people are good at that, right? Because corporation is actually just a bunch of people. And yeah. so you've really got to have really good leadership um, and kind of thought process behind this. I, I don't know what they're thinking here in terms of how does this help Salesforce? Um, I don't know how it does Kind either. of the CRM stuff, but yeah. maybe it doesn't need to. Maybe, maybe it it's just a... Uh, Hey, this is just the sweetest stuff and it works together better uh, for yeah. our stuff. But if you don't want to use it with our stuff, yeah, cool. Yeah. We'll still take your money. All right, my friend. You know what time it is. We got it's an time to make some money. Yeah. And we're back. And now maybe you can get uh, verified by Twitter because Twitter is relaunching account verifications in early 2021 and they're asking for feedback on their policy. What do you think about this? You're going to get a blue check mark there, Adam? Are you are you worthy of a blue check mark? I'm pretty sure I don't qualify for a blue check mark yet, but I would like to one day. Though I will say that the nonprofit that I represent in my day job certainly would, because nonprofits do qualify as, as a new part of this new criteria for blue check marks. Do, do um, they have a blue check mark yet? Uh, not currently, no. But yeah. I will be applying for it once they roll this back out. What what I really like is the fact that they're asking for feedback on the policy, which to me feels an awful lot like asking the internet to name a boat. I mean, I'm just saying, like that's <laughs> Bodie McBoatface. Yeah, I I just I don't I don't see how that's ever going to end well. So yeah. I mean, though in all fairness, Bodie McBoatface en- ended really well for you know everyone except the people who that owned the boat that was being named. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think this, uh, like like you, um, I'm actually on the board of a nonprofit here in Atlanta, uh, Woodruff Art Center, mm-hmm. and I was actually looking at their Twitter accounts, and like three of the four of them, I think, have blue checkmark, but one doesn't. And I asked them, I was like, why does this one not? Because it's just of the same level as all the others. Right. And they're like, yeah, we don't know either. We've asked, and they won't do it. And so mm-hmm. maybe this will fix those problems. Hope so. Although... I don't know if the blue check mark really means that much anymore. I think it does. I, th- I think it gives a, a degree you- of additional weight to the person that, that, that tweets it. I mean, it basically says, look, you are, you're a known entity. You're somebody, you know, you're not a spammer. You're not a bot. You're not a whatever. Um, I mean, it just gives you a degree of val- validity, I think. Yeah, I can, I can see that. I just don't know how many people actually look at that anymore. Right. Yeah. Like there's so many people on Twitter now. Um, it, it, it's not like, 
you know, people that were there in the early days, like myself yeah, and you and some others, yeah. right? Like we, we know these things. Like I was talking to somebody else about this. I forgot who it was, but maybe it was you we're talking about fail whales. Oh were man. Yeah. Like, it was, yeah. We haven't seen a fail whale in like years. I mean, right? years and years. People that have come on in the last few years onto Twitter have no idea even what a fail whale is. No, not, not a clue. Right. They've yeah. never experienced that. They've never seen the image even, which yeah. is, is great because that means Twitter's services are so much more rock solid now. Still, but man. it's a it part cool. of like the experience of the early days of yeah. Twitter. Of social. And and you can identify people that have been on social for that long yeah. uh, by knowing, you know, if they know what a fail will is. And and I, I feel like the blue check mark is kind of like that. When it originally rolled out, people were clamoring to get blue check marked. Yeah. Right. I, I even remember people putting in like fake images next to their uh, headers and stuff like that to make it look like they had the what? blue check mark when they did. That's yeah. hilarious. It was a whole thing. But now I, I don't no. feel like I matter. see people asking like, hey, how do I get verified? Because uh, I, like, I don't eh. know. I, I think there's there. It, I think it can be helpful. But ultimately, I, I, I'm personally Maybe. not worried about it. You know? Yeah. So listen, speaking of other things, I'm not necessarily worried about uh scientists produce rare diamonds in minutes at room temperature so this article is pretty fascinating honestly like the, the idea of of self-made or man-made diamonds being able to be produced at room temperature um and i think they even said the diamonds that are produced are something like 53 percent harder than real diamonds which gets like totally insane to me but the the, the part of the article that i thought was really just profound and um, um, like it's amazing that we can do things like this so the the quote is the team applied pressure equal to 640 african elephants on the tip of a ballet shoe doing so in a way that caused an unexpected reaction among the carbon atoms in the device so that's a okay, that's I, an insane amount of pressure i have a question yeah why are we measuring things in the terms of african elephants well i don't think they are i, th I think i think they're i think the reason is conceptually a reader is not going to appreciate the t however many tons of force, <laughs> but to be able to say 640 African elephants on a ballet shoe is like, it's a vivid word picture. This is a good writer, Sanjay. That's what this why, person is. That's why African and not Asian elephants? I think, like, I, I think African elephants are significantly larger actually than Asian elephants. If are I'm they? not mistaken. I, I believe I, they I, are. I don't if actually I, know that. So. Yeah. Well, well, I used to be on a, on a, like a leadership board at zoo Atlanta and I'm and African elephants are, I believe uh, substantially larger than, than Asian elephants are. Yeah. So that's why. Okay, then. Yeah. I and, could and be. Why, why a know. ballet shoe? Because people know ballet shoes versus a needle? Yeah. Well, and, and I think maybe a needle's too small, right? Like, I think this, this maybe it is a ballet shoe size. I mean, I don't know. Pressure I, thing. I have no idea. I'm speculating at this point. <laughs> All I'm well, saying is this is cool. This is cool. And props this, to science and all jewelers beware because, you know, if they can man make all the diamonds in the world, then, you know, we don't need you to dig them out of the earth anymore, which like, maybe is great. I don't know. You know, they don't actually dig them out of the earth, right? Well, you know what I mean? They, they, they come through these, um, oh, what do they call them? Chimneys. Uh, they're like diamond chimneys. They basically push straight up in, into the upper crust. Uh, and then, then they're just laying on the ground essentially. Uh, you don't really have I to did not know that. So you're telling me I can go for a walk somewhere in the world and just like, Oh, look, there's some diamonds at my feet. That's what well, I mean. I you know, it's got to be in specific places. It's not like you're what if outside one of your house. In my backyard, Sanjay. What you're, if it is? <laughs> if it is, 
you got very lucky. I'm in like your better than Jed Clampert at that point. That's what you're telling me. Like, forget <laughs> oil when you're shooting. If you can shoot and find some diamonds on the ground, that's where it's out. Well, I, I don't think you shoot and find diamonds. You just walk around. And you get diamonds in the soles of your feet. But what like if the, I want to? Uh, what if I want to like shoot the song. and then walk around? Like, can I do both? Does that work? I mean, I, I guess you could. <laughs> I mean, you don't you typically shoot a gun the to, diamonds. You don't usually shoot a gun to drill for oil either. But in the Beverly Hillbillies, it works. That's all I'm trying to say. That's a good point. That that's a very <laughs> flawed premise of how does a bullet uh, release oil from the earth? That's weird. I think there's a lot of flawed premises in that particular show, but it was amusing. I do admit, I did enjoy watching many many episodes. So yeah, that car did not seem roadworthy enough to get out there. I don't think Beverly it was Hills. road legal in any stretch of the imagination. Yeah. So all right, Sanjay. Well, listen. As we digress, you know what time it is. It's weird and wacky time. Time for the weird and wacky segment. Abominable snowman. He's not an axe murderer. One of the TAs turned out to be a bot. As if that last uh, article that we talked about wasn't weird and wacky enough. We've got even more. Uh, Canadian officials warn drivers not to let moose lick their cars. Yeah, listen, and and there's like a whole road sign in in the article that says, do not let moose lick your cars, which just cracked me up. It was so So I got a question. If a moose starts licking your car, like what are you supposed to do? I, I I think you drive away, man. Like you just drive away unless it's directly in front of your car and then you back up maybe. But like, so here's the thing, right? So I I read, I'm not messing with a moose there. They'll kill you. That's true. Listen, I even read this. I actually read this article. So interesting. And so basically moose like are obsessed with salt because they need so much salt to survive. And, and that's why they like go to the salt lakes and whatever else. And so if moose are licking your car, if they, if they, if they determine that there's any kind of salt on your car, maybe from snow or from whatever, the, or, the road from, salt, the, right? They, road so salt, up in Canada, yeah. they put the salt down yeah. and then it, it splashes up on your car. Everywhere. Exactly. Exactly. So if they start licking the salt off your car, then the moose will become acclimated to being around cars. will want to be around cars more, want to lick cars more. And then, more moose with more cars, more cars with more moose in, mooses, uh, Mises, 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 <laughs> Mises. Uh, it's just, Moosin. it's just bad. It's just bad. So, um, yeah, well, yeah. but yeah, cause, cause those two things, when one of them is traveling at high speed, it's not going to end well for anybody. That's right. I don't like uh, getting in front of moose when they're traveling at high speed. That's all I'm trying to say. So, <laughs> all right. So this bullwinkle high speed moose. In. That's right. All right. So this next yeah. article is not moving at high speed. Uh, a weird monolith is found in the Utah desert. So let me just let me just paint a picture here. So in the Utah desert, there's a there's a helicopter flying over the Utah des- desert looking for sheep. And down below, they see this shiny object. It's odd. Shouldn't be out there. It's way off the beaten path. Don't know what it is. They land the helicopter nearby. They walk over to it. I think it's like I think they said it was like almost ten feet tall, and it's literally this metal pillar, this single piece of metal that's embedded into the rock they don't know where it came from they don't know why it's there here's my theory i have a theory you ready for this well, yeah let's sure. say for a second sanjay let's just pretend that i'm the uh-huh. second wealthiest person in the world that i'm a little crazy on twitter and i own a car company just for the sake of pretending <laughs> okay if i wanted to mess with people this is how i do it i'm just i'm just saying like I would just totally go put a monolith in the middle of the desert and be like, man, people are going to freak out when they see this. Like, that's what I would do. I, you know, I'm just saying. 
Are, are you saying Elon Musk is a huge uh, 2001 a Space Odyssey fan? I'm like, not saying necessarily it's Elon Musk. I'm just saying if I was Elon Musk, this is the kind of thing I would do just for fun. I'm just, that's all I'm trying to say. This, uh, so at first I thought you were going to say uh, second most wealthy in Bill Gates, but uh, Elon Musk just recently surpassed, but I think he's now dipped down below. So that's, yeah, that's, that's why. Okay. This is not something that Bill Gates would do. I no think, no, no. Bill, Day, I think Bill Gates has little, way more time, way more important things he wants to work on, like ending world hunger and things like that. Right. Much more noble causes than yeah. uh, erecting a, a monolith in yeah. a, uh, the middle of the I'm desert. I'm just saying, but, man. You have any uh, theories on how this, how, like what, like, and the other, the other great thing in the article is they, they did not disclose where the monolith is because they, they said people will come out and it, it's so far off the beaten path. They were afraid people would get out there and not be able to get back and they'd have to mount rescues. But you know what happened? I, like, I'd love to see the stats right now of how many people have zoomed in on Google earth in Utah to uh-huh. try to find the, you know, it's only a matter of days. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, it it might've already been found. I haven't gone and looked, Yeah, but um, it's only a matter of days before somebody's like, Oh, I found the monolith. Well, and the people that went and landed the helicopter, apparently one got on the other's shoulders to get up and see if there's anything on top of this thing. And they didn't find anything like <laughs> to it's identify crazy. It. This thing yeah. is crazy. And it's, it's not just sitting there. It's like, drilled down into the earth yeah and mounted somehow they don't know actually how deep it goes because they haven't dug it up yet i mean they're gonna have to man they're gonna have to well they're gonna figure out right they're gonna figure out if they're gonna leave it there if it's disturbing it um the the wildlife or anything or are they gonna dig it up Um, i feel like curiosity demands that they find out what this thing is that's all i'm trying to say and really like that's that's and that's the beauty of it they're gonna dig this thing up and on the very bottom of the thing it's gonna be like Ha-ha. Thanks, Elon. You know, like that's it. That's the whole thing. <laughs> that's what I was going to say. Well, if it, it is right him, now. then they'll be able to fine him for for uh, creating, you know, something yeah. in, in federally protected land, which is illegal, apparently. Yeah. So hopefully it's the uh, sculpturist that they talked about who has passed away. And this is his last piece of work that uh, we didn't know about and can't mm. find him anymore. Could be. Could be. But somebody that you can find and uh, attack, uh, not attack, but uh, take to jail is a fugitive Maryland couple that was found after nine months on the lam because of words with friends. Man, so they had so good. They had ditched everything. They'd sold their car. They'd gotten rid of their phones. They uh, were in living in somebody's like driveway in a camper uh, work, in somebody's driveway yep in, in, in a camper yeah and and they uh were working in the whole thing but then i think the woman of the couple started playing words with friends which then they tracked back to an email address which then they tracked back to where they, they were to a new phone mm-hmm. what i love about this is like so this the dude in this that was running from the, the cops was an ex-cop he was an ex-cop that was being that had been arrested for creating illegal firearms so he's gonna. He's supposed to serve thirty months in jail. So he runs instead of serving thirty months in jail. Then, as he runs to make money, he's still making and selling illegal firearms. So now he's gonna serve up to five years in jail. But he got. Oh I mean, no, he got no, no. Not, not extra nine years, months out of this. Five additional years. Yeah, five additional years. On top years, of the yeah. thirty months. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, so so he he stayed out of jail an extra nine months. 
but he's going to serve five additional years for that nine months. So like, I'm thinking it probably so, wasn't worth it. I'm just saying. So so nine the months of, of on the lamb. So it's not really freedom because you're no. looking over your shoulder the whole no, time. it's not good time. And the trade-off no. is 60 more months in jail. That's yeah. not good math. That's not good all. math. I, that doesn't like, end That is a bad you. ROI. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. All right. Well, listen. <laughs> speaking of good ROIs, uh, we got tech breaks coming up for you. All right, Sanjay, what do you have for us for today for Tech Rex? So I am following up to my Tech Rex from last week of the Sure microphone to uh, help you complete the package. And there, there's one more part of this, so you're going to have to listen to next week to get the final piece of the setup that I've got here. But I use the Shure X2U XLR to USB signal adapter. So uh, the microphone from last week, all good microphones are not USB. They are XLR, which is this weird cable that's got three conductors through it that you can't connect to anything other than XLR. And obviously your computer does not have an XLR input. So uh, this little device from Shure goes from XLR to USB. Now, the reason why I like this one is first of all, there's basically no software to run it. Uh, It's got a monitor port, so I can actually hear myself through the microphone uh, back through the headphones. I have this weird thing like, I don't know, maybe it's just from the age that I'm at or or something like the the age that I grew up in that I expect to be able to hear myself when I'm speaking. Like, I don't understand how people are on phone calls where they can't hear themselves and they're using both earphones. Like... I have this issue where I, I don't know if I'm speaking loud enough or too loud or too soft or whatever. And so I like to get that that feedback yeah. um, and being able to hear myself. So this device does that. It lets you uh, adjust that volume, uh, adjust the level from the computer versus the microphone, and then also uh, adjust the gain. So it works fantastically well. I've never had a problem with it. Nice. Uh, and so that's the second piece of the three-part piece uh, recommendation here. So you're going to have to listen next time for the last final piece to get your own awesome mic setup for podcasting at home. Nice. But in the meantime, what about you, Adam? What do you have for us? So I'm going to go like low tech or maybe non tech for my recommendation, just because we're moving into winter months here. So I'm going to, I'm going to recommend darn tough socks. So listen, man, these things like I've, I've got two pairs of darn tough socks. Are they darn tough? Dude. Oh my gosh. Like they're unbelievable. And they're, so they're Merino wool. So they, they like wick moisture. They don't smell at all. Like you can, like you can wear these things way longer than you should and they still won't smell. I'm not going to say how I know that. I'm just telling you <laughs> that I do know that. And uh, and they're super comfortable. How often do you do laundry in your house? I mean, I do then? often. I do laundry often enough, but I will tell you that I do not have nearly enough pairs of darn tough socks. So, uh th- I mean, they they are they're pricey. I'm not going to lie. They're they're pricey, but they are the best socks I've ever owned by miles and miles and miles. So, I'm just saying they're amazing. So, and, and I'm looking at the site, and they're made right here in the USA. Yeah, made I think they're yeah, made, they're made up north. Uh, made up north. So, uh, yeah, they're right right here in the U.S. They're a great company, really great product. So Those Vermonteers know what they're doing. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. So that's what I'm going to recommend. So good good athletic socks, wool socks, running socks. I wear them in the summer, wear them in the winter, whenever. They're amazing. So just saying. All right, Sanjay, how can our listeners find and connect, should they want to, with you? They probably don't want to, but they can <laughs> on Twitter at, at Sanjay, S-A-N-J-A-Y or SanjayParik.com. What about you, Adam? Just check out my website, AdamJWalker.com. It has links to all the places, AdamJWalker.com. Sign up for my newsletter. Check out the website. Be awesome. Dun, dun, dun.